Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ayers on the Road. Linda pointed at me just then and said, you start. And I'm like, but our standard opening is you <laughs> saying, what do I say? <laughs> good morning or whatever. But we can't say good morning. We don't We don't know when you're listening. It's really always good to be back with you, though. We have been through the craziest week in Utah. I don't know where you are, but with snow, wow, do we have a lot of snow. It is amazing. That's the biggest storm, I think, for a long, long time. Well, our Park City house, it's like we have a really great neighbor who's been keeping our driveway plowed out while we've been gone to the 80 degrees of right maui and it's a tunnel i mean you when you go in the snow is higher than you if you stand there's a bank on each side that's eight feet high <laughs> it is absolutely crazy and richard <clears throat> insists on going out on cross-country skis no matter what <laughs> And he got lost one time and thought he was going to die. And then two two days later, he went out and fell in a river. And there were banks six feet high on each side, and he couldn't get out. I mean, we're laughing now, but it was not funny at the moment. Well, I I had my cell phone in my pocket, and I knew I could call 911 if I couldn't get out. So I wasn't panicked. But, but if I hadn't had the, I mean, I didn't need to use the phone. I finally figured out a way to get the skis off. I, you know, the snow's so high and you're going along and I knew I was over a stream, but I, you know, the, it's, there's a lot, it's of, snow. Over, there's a lot of, of snow, but there were some willows growing up and I guess the snow was unstable down below. And all of a sudden I just dropped about eight feet into this little stream, maybe six feet. I don't want to exaggerate. Well, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't really a river. It was a stream, but it was water. You had water up over the top of your boots, yeah. right? And I couldn't get the skis off for a while. I couldn't climb out with the skis on. And long story short, <laughs> I was really glad to get off. Long story short, he came walking in. He always just leaves and you never know when he's going to come back. But he comes, you know, kind of haggardly walking in the kitchen and says i'm still alive <laughs> what what do you mean why didn't you call me i would have been no help absolutely but you were a great help afterwards because you were kind of you know worried and comforted me and got me some hot food and rubbed my feet it oh my gosh crazy. it was great once i got back <laughs> oh my goodness what a what a world and today we're uh we're recording, uh, and uh, there is a beautiful article in Meridian Magazine. For those of you who read Meridian Magazine, if you don't, you ought to you ought to try it out. It's really got a lot of good things. It's a daily uh, online uh, magazine that covers mostly spiritual and religious subjects, and mainly focuses on our church, the LDS Church. But I think a lot of people read it who are are of other faiths and uh they we didn't we never know we send in articles occasionally and suddenly it's there today and it's it's on grandparenting but it's really personal is why i mention it i think you might enjoy it because 
It sort of tells our journey as parents and grandparents, and we typified it as a circle. We started out so many years ago teaching, trying to teach our children joy, trying to teach the, the really it was social-emotional learning, Linda. You think about it, that's a big deal yeah, today. now it's a big deal. And we didn't even know what to call it in those days. Just, we want our kids to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we call it happy school or joy school. But so many of you uh, who listen to Ours on the Road and who read that magazine, uh, you did it with us. You participated in Joy School and, and the articles about how that's now come full circle. And so many of us now are trying to teach joy or, you know, give well-being the gift of happiness and the gift of security and and the things we want our grandkids to have. And it's very different. Right. And we wouldn't want you to think that our life is just full of joy all the time every day because <laughs> we certainly have had our 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 deals our problems our issues uh we have some grandchildren right now that are struggling with reading and suddenly it took me back to when our oldest daughter was struggling with reading and then we have another son that just couldn't really read until he was in the seventh grade and just to uh, just to give you encouragement, they are both our best readers now. I mean, they're. Isn't they're that interesting? Yeah. yeah. That these struggles oh, they seem so heavy when you're in them. And then you kind of come out the other side and realize it's going to be okay in most cases, but we're still in some of those problems right now. I mean, they never really end things that we're worried about, things that are issues and um, that make us feel heavy. And then we come, you know, finally things come around and it brings some joy, even probably more joy because of the hard times that we had to get through. Well, those. that's a good point, Penny. And, and I, and just to underscore that and not to be too personal, but I know you were worried about a bunch of little things last night and didn't get to sleep till one or two in the morning. And it's, we all have the, and you know, the interesting thing is most of the worries, most of the ones that trouble us and that keep us awake at night are family things, right? I mean, they're things about the people we love most, our children, right. our grandchildren, right. and so on. And maybe we don't, on Ayers on the Road, maybe we don't get into our worries as much as we should. That's a good point. Maybe people think, oh, there's Linda and Richard again, just talking the about happy, happy things. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we are basically happy, but wow, there are just some rough things on the way through. We have a son who just lost his job, and I'm sure you've had the experiences like that too. And he's plowing his way through to a better life, you know, and uh, all that. But it is really always a struggle. But the struggle, you know, is what life's about. Well, and and wouldn't life be boring if there weren't struggles? I mean, you know, we all sort of harbor. It's interesting. We harbor these visions that things are going to get better, right? And the biggest sort of almost cliche one is, well, when I get a little older and I retire and I don't have to worry about work and by then my kids will be raised and I'll just have to go off in the sunset and I'll be able to play a lot of golf and just relax and just life will be grand and for so many that's when life gets really tough i mean uh, right they don't have the the constant effort and involvement in things and their health deteriorates and a lot of 
negative things happen. But we always laugh, don't we, honey, when, when someone... Uh, it's hard for us to realize that people, younger parents and so on, that's why we're writing and teaching more on grandparenting now, is we don't really realize how old we look to some of these young parents. And so <laughs> we always laugh when one, one comes up and sort of says something like, gosh, must be so great now that your kids are raised and you've sort of done your work and you can just sit back and be proud of your family and not have anything to worry about. (laughs) We're like, whoa. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. Which reminds me, uh, Richard sent that article in without showing it to me. And he just told me he put our our baby picture in there. Well, not baby, <laughs> our midlife picture in there. No, we, I didn't put we it We have in. a baby picture, they, I guess. They, they have it on file. They have it on file. They have one of us that looks more like we do now, but they, for some reason, chose. <laughs> so if you read it today, if you go and now, now that'll get people to go to Meridian oh, Magazine. Sure. Yeah, they're say, dying oh, to see that Oh, what did they look yet. like yeah. back in the day? Oh, man. Um, but uh, Meridian Magazine, take a look today. But back to what you were saying, honey, it's just so, you know, I remember one time when someone said that, oh, it must be so great to have all your parenting work done. And so, and and you said, honey, <laughs> it, was a young, it was a young mom, as I recall. And you said, honey, as you get older, here's what happens. Your parenting problems just get bigger and more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And so true. But anyway, we're we're glad to be talking about this today because it is part of life. You know, the, the great times, the joyful times are wonderful. And the hard times, looking back on them when you realize what you learned are are good stepping stones for what we need to do to progress. And that is kind of a nice segue into what we want to talk about today. We're going to get back to our theme that we keep returning to that we call it three-letter lessons because we're trying to find these little, little things that we all need to remember and kind of keep present in our mind that are typified or can be reminded we can we can keep present on them by these little three-letter words just three-letter words that carry a special meaning and this is actually the 23rd one we've done if you were to look back through the episodes of ours on the road uh in last year the 12th year of of the the 12th season they started and we don't do them every week we do them maybe one or two a month but just a little, this is number 23, and the word is SIP, S-I-P. I hope yeah. that doesn't have any negative meanings that we don't know about. I don't think SIP. so. But anyway, SIP, <laughs> I, I do have to tell you listeners that Richard comes up with these. And i like, whoa, what? what? <laughs> How could we do that? Because his mind just never stops thinking, never stops thinking. Well, so maybe maybe what you're saying is my mind is very simple, and the the words I like best only have three letters. <laughs> In fact, when we play Scrabble, the kids laugh at me because uh, all my all my words are three letters. <laughs> you know, they have these big long words, and they're getting extra points. Yeah, and, but they're X's and Z's, <laughs> and all the things that you really need to to win I anyway. Just, but anyway, sip. When you think of the word sip, uh, what uh, we're going to build some meanings around this word you may have never thought of, but you'll you may never think of the word the same again. But what do you think of? What do you think most people think of first when they think of sip? 
Well, the thing I thought of when you said that just now was you sipping some warm herbal tea when you came in from oh, that. from my from near the death snow experience or near death. <laughs> um, but it, it is it's comforting to think about the word sip. I think um, because it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Not not a lot. I mean, because we are bombarded with a lot of stuff in this world. And it's just so interesting to think about just taking a little sip at a time. Well, and that's kind of what that's where we're going to really go with this. The idea that sipping and savoring and letting things happen in a slow way and tasting and really feeling things rather than rushing around from here to there. What's the opposite of sip? um gulp i guess or guzzle or or what's what's the the opposite is gorge gorge yeah yeah all the g words that's interesting i never thought of that sipping and savoring and you know really going slow and appreciating the opposite of gulp and guzzle and gorge and you know this too much going on and bombarded with life and so on and you know, Linda, we uh, it ties into the book we just did in our book club, doesn't it? The French, if you were to think of a culture where there is a, a, a lot of sipping and savoring, people are taking their time with their food and they're just sipping that wine. And you know, yeah, there's why are you Americans always in such a hurry? Go sit down and have a cup of tea and just sip. I mean, it is true. We have been reading a book by David McCullough called The Greater Journey that is so amazing. If you are interested at all in French, the French, French, French history, French, anything. Or the Americans who went to France. And it's actually the Americans who went to France. In the 1830s to the 1890s, artists, doctors, Paris was the center of learning and of art and of science for the whole world. If you if you if you were living as an American uh, in in this fledgling country of ours and you wanted to find greatness in any field, you went to Paris. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and more than that, I mean, it is just the most astonishing story of people who sacrifice so much to go and young people. And I don't know that we'll get into that in depth but it, we have learned so much about well let's go a little into it because it'll lead right in let's take a brief break when we come back we'll talk a little more about this metaphor of the french and sipping and savoring and we'll get into what this three-letter word really means to us so hang on we'll be right back welcome back to Ayers on the road here's richard and linda Iyer. And we're back. Of all things, the word sip has led us to France. (laughs) We um, have been just really glorying in the history. I, you know, history is wasted on the young. I used to hate history. I didn't have a very good history teacher. And I just like, oh, why do I have to memorize all these dates? And I've forgotten all those, basically. (laughs) But um But it is really interesting that history does make your world now come alive because 
wow, we wouldn't be where we are now if we hadn't had the history that came before us. It's really incredible. Absolutely. And so let me set the stage again, and then you go a little more deeper into why we love this book so much. And so so what we're doing today, three-letter lesson, SIP, S-I-P, which does symbolizes taking a little slower, being a little more sensitive, not being in a hurry, being able to really feel and taste and absorb what's going on, despite the fact that our lives are full of worries and tend to swirl around us quite a bit. And um, we were in Paris last September, and there is an unmistakable character about them. There, there's a lot to say pro and con about any country and any culture, but we read an interesting book not long ago, or at least looked at it, called Why French Women Aren't Fat. Wasn't that it? What was it? Oh, what yeah, was it that was a few years and ago. And the idea that, that you know, um, part of it is they walk so much if they live in Paris or in any big city. You're right, walking you walk, 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 but, walk. But the main point was they take their time when they eat. And so, and, and then, you know, reading this book and so on, just making us think about this whole notion can we slow it up a little and just be a little more aware, a little more present, a little more in the moment? So that's what we were thinking as we were reading this marvelous book by David McCullough, The Greater Journey. He wrote it about he wrote it about a decade ago, a little more than a decade ago, and, and he passed. Yeah, he's since it's, passed it's away. It's a great loss. What just, a great man. Just, just, just the end of last year. And I'm sure he has a team who help him with oh, all these details. The details and the research are just phenomenal. But it is true. I mean, it kind of makes you think when when you when you think the word sip, you think let's slow down. Let's slow down. We don't do a very good job of slowing down. <laughs> um, last night we were at a jazz game, and we were um, taking that in. And gulps this is a basketball game <laughs> we live only at just a couple of blocks few blocks from there and we went down and you know it was just kind of a ho-hum game until this the end and just to make a long story short i peeled all my nail polish off i was so nervous <laughs> my fingernails started coming out because it was amazing over time and lots of stuff going on and that was coming in in gulps i mean we were going to sip in at the verse, you know, but man, you know, I just think, <laughs> well, sometimes things just come at you, hit you in the face and then, you know, it's over. But, but, and life is like that. I couldn't go to sleep last night. Yeah. I could not go to sleep because I've got so many things on my mind of things I have to do. Call him and get this. And we're having a big family dinner this weekend because there's a send off for some of our kids. And there's a thousand things going on in our lives right now even though we are old <laughs> and we shouldn't be sipping a little bit more but it is good to think about slowing down you've always told me to do that and i don't do it very well well we all, we tried it's a lifetime pursuit and and now we watch our children raising their children and let's think about our youngest our daughter charity for example with four little kids the oldest one just six and you know what? What is a what is a mom like that thinking? Listening to to us talk about slow down and sip a little more and savor. She's like, 
probably thinking, well, I'm lucky that I'm alive. I, I want them to drink fast and <laughs> right. before they spill their milk. I don't want them sipping it, you know, and, right. you know, but but even for whatever stage of life we're at, finding those moments when we can just relax a little breathing. I mean, a couple of our daughters are into yoga and, and other. I mean, you know, if, if we could just take a deep breath now and again, that's a let's let's sip some air. Let's not just breathe like we're panicked all the time let's just when we're in a moment of pressure or crisis just square your shoulders for a minute and take a couple of really deep breaths and let the world just kind of come into focus for a minute and you know we can get through these hard times well i you read a book called breathe which you loved yeah but i didn't have time to read it <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed it, Linda. I was I was thinking that there's was, was a big book. And I was trying to get through it in a hurry. And I'm like, what am I doing here? The whole book is about breathing, taking some deep breaths and getting ourselves synced a little bit and so on. And that, that's a skill we all need to learn. And for us, the, the word peg or the symbol that we're sharing with you today is, is this idea of just sipping. And again, back to the I'm not trying to make heroes out of the French. In fact, there are some things we could say. We kind of enjoyed traveling in Italy more than in, especially when we had all our kids in tow. The Italians thought a big family was the most wonderful. The French were looking at us like, what are you doing polluting the world? <laughs> and they, they, we knew they could speak English, but they, they wouldn't because we were in their country. No, I'm not. No, they were critical. also very kind but, and good to. But, to help us out when we obviously were totally lost. But boy, have they mastered this, uh, you know, as a culture. Again, what a culture. Oh. When you sit down a good French meal, you know, plan to be there for a couple of hours because it's about conversation. And by the way, the kids are in bed by then. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the French art is, they are the masters of the world because I, I don't know exactly why they look so look at life so differently in so many ways that they can just create beauty that is just incredible. The Louvre, so much was talked about uh, these masterpieces in the Louvre and many of the masterpieces were created. I mean, not not too many compared to how many there are in there, but many of them were created by Americans who went there to stay and they were young. They were in their 20s and it was it was just remarkable what they have done. They um, the art world is so astonishing, and you can every other block is a fabulous museum that is can change your life if you can just let it sip it in. Well, and even you know? from our culture, our our little culture here in in Utah, Brigham Young in the eighteen seventies sent. I think it was five. He uh, someone called them art missionaries. He wanted this culture, this desert culture, this frontier pioneer culture to have more art. And he sent these five people to Paris to study art in the 1870s. They came back and did the murals that are in some of our temples and the, some of the most beautiful artwork we have. That was the Mecca. That was the place to go if you were an artist or if you were in some of the sciences, particularly medicine, as I mentioned. But back to this concept. So um, 
And, and by the way, that's part of this greater journey book, too, that even, I mean, during this time period that McCullough is covering, there were multiple revolutions. There was this awful oh. siege of Paris by the Prussians. And, 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 and still, when there was a quiet day or when there was a little let up, what did the Parisians do? They walked down the boulevards like they were used to. They appreciated their music and their art. They had a nice meal. Now, again, I don't know that we're doing a very good job of conveying what we're really trying to say here, but just the idea that you need some way, and for some it might be just a deep breath, for others it might be yoga, for others it might be just you know, maybe uh, sitting in a place where you can relax for a minute. For others, it might be, you know, actually having a little sip of something and just well, slowing down for a minute. Right. Meditating. Meditating. You know, reading something beautiful, poetry, scriptures. Prayer. Things that calm your mind. Prayer, obviously. We know has... people who just at the, war, at the most pressure-filled times in their own mind say a little prayer and, and and receive a little bit of slowness, a little calmness, a little perspective that, again, we typify with the word sip. Yes. Um, it's something that I need to remind myself every day because I am not a sipper. I'm a quicker. <laughs> well, that is, that is <laughs> illustrated. I didn't think of that. Sorry for going with your thought, but but when 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 Linda has a little lifesaver or a hard candy, which I think you should suck on, <laughs> Linda chews it and it's gone, and that's sort of oh yeah, I can't just typifies right. He keeps saying just suck on it. I, I can't. I got. I got to get past it. I got to get this done. I give you a lollipop once you chewed it right off of the stick. Oh, I love chewing those lollipops. <laughs> um, it really is. It's a, a thing that I need to work on, and maybe you need to speed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a happy medium there somewhere? <laughs> there might be, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is something to think about every day. Um, I I was up until about a quarter to two. I finally got up and wrote down all the things I had to do, and I think that's helpful. But um, it really... You know, if you when you can't get your mind to stop, you just can't yeah, get your mind yeah. to stop, whether it's things to do or whether it's something you blew that you should have done differently or whatever. Um, one year, my whole goal the whole year was to have no regrets. Just quit regretting that you didn't think to do that or that you did something just the wrong way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have a hard time second doing guessing. That. Yeah. Second guessing myself. But I think that really calming your mind and just saying, you know what? In the long run, this is not going to matter. It's going to be fine. And uh, I have learned some ways to. Oh, listen, you're, you're being too hard on yourself. I want to give you a compliment in a way you do this that I wish I could do. But but you make you, sort of the opposite. We were searching for the opposite of the concept of SIP. And the opposite is sort of frantic, right? Right. We, we get frantic with life and so on. And and when we're frantic, we we don't notice things, we don't see things, we don't appreciate, and we don't find the right solution a lot of times. But you're here's the thing about Linda. I'll just embarrass you a little. Oh, don't. We're we're. I mean, and it ties in perfectly with this. The way you calm yourself and the time when you have a wonderful serenity has to do with art. 
music calms you symphonic That's music true. art when you if if you want to have the calmest slowest pulse and heartbeat for linda Iyer, go to a art museum just appreciate yeah, the beauty good. in life or in nature that's why in hawaii you're so relaxed you're in nature so you take in the beauty of the world and that calms you that's you, you sip it in that you're amazing at yeah that. i think it's important to realize what calms you you know yeah, everybody yeah. has a different button that they can push to right. calm their minds and so on and uh, we all come up with mechanisms ways to get by through the hard times that we talked about at the first. And uh, I, I think that is just so important to just sit back and say, this is just a little sip of time. Yeah. This, yeah. this is going to pass and things are going to work out. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just add a little sugar, a little honey to your tea. <laughs> so it tastes a little better when you sip better. it. Yeah. Well, I think you, when I think of you, Linda, I don't think of frantic. I think of peaceful calm in, in, in oh, your, you. because you're, you have so much art in your soul. And I think w- what comes to my mind is two quotes. I think they're both by Keats, the poet. W- one is, uh, a thing of beauty is a joy forever, said Keats. Beauty, beauty brings this peace seeing beauty finding beauty seeking beauty and and i think it was keats who who also said uh, truth is beauty beauty truth that is all we know on earth and all we need to know yeah i might have missed i might have twisted that around but i think that's how you get your calm you find beauty you find you you can see a little child and there's so much beauty in that baby or child that I see the peace come over you. Well, that's sweet of you. Thank you. But bef- uh, before before we go, I do have to thank KBYU. I mean, it's actually BYU Radio for doing this podcast. Because right. we have been doing this for so many years. And we're so trying to do it. And Logan Gardner... Our producer is the best because he is. He'll we, record whenever we can work it in. He's amazing. We are crazy. Our schedule's crazy. And like Logan, can you do that? Can you do it again? Can you do another day? Can you do another time? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can do it. So thanks, thanks to Logan. BYU Radio and to Logan, and thanks to all of you. And put a little more sip in your lives and slow down. And just life is beautiful when you can find the beauty. We wish the best for you. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on Hires on the Road. Bye.